Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season, season six, six of Better Let, Let Me Tell, Tell You. I never claimed I was. <laughs> I think you could. I think you know you, you enjoy the occasional toga. It's not in my ambition to do so. Who needs ambition to wear a toga? The last time I wore a toga was what eighth grade. No, because that costume was also recycled. My toga costume for uh-huh. eighth grade was also recycled. I think I was a toga one year that I worked. No, I actually know. I know one year when I worked at ADP during college. You just you whipped it out again. Yes. So, are we recording? We are recording. Well, everybody, Welcome now that we're talk. talking to, toga talk <laughs> yes. on, pero let me tell you, um, how is everybody? Welcome to episode two seventy one. Yes, look at that, you got it right. Me te me acordé, me acordé bien. You're learning two seventy one. You're learning, uh, pero let me tell you. Yes, you said last week we're. 29 episodes away from... Yeah, lo que falta no, no. But that will be uh, 2024. A... Oh, the thought of 2024 even existing. You know what, though? <laughs> if we have a party for... Um, 300? 300. We should have it catered by Ping Pong Pollo. Well, I know the guy. 
Yeah, we could get a good price. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely get a deal. That's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we've been threatening to have a party for the last, I don't know how many, anniversary episodes. Wait, what did we do for our 200th episode? What did we do? Did we do anything? I know we had a we had a, a, a an episode that we, you know, we... We'll talk about it later. Yeah, How is remember. everybody? Happy happy Friday. happy Friday. Happy Friday. Officially October. Uh, officially October. So Toga Talk is not out of the question. No, it's not. You've still got Halloween around the corner. Right. Yeah. Um, I still probably will not dress up this year because I have nowhere to go. But Yeah, Pero but, Primos, you've let us down. We asked yes, you for we Halloween asked. party invites. We asked. And uh, not a one of you. I mean, well, there's still time. There's, that's there's still time. No, invitaciones, you have to plan costumes. I mean, listen, you invite us to your Halloween party and we'll cover it here on Pero Let Me Tell You. What more could you want? I mean... You know what? We'll even bring some Kawi Lemon Lime. We'll bring some Kawi <laughs> Lemon Lime. We're not bringing me Pampoyo because that day I'm not frying. No, nobody wants to fry in a And if I go dressed as the weekend, the weekend doesn't fry. Not chicken. What do you think Abel fries? You know, like the drugs. No, so, no. You know? He's past those days and oh, I miss okay, it. okay, okay. I miss it. He's a, he's a straight and narrow I, weekend. Not, not straight and narrow, but I told you this the other day when I was playing one of his like really explicit yeah, yeah. songs, uh, or nah. <laughs> I mean, listeners, if you're not familiar with oh um oh uh, or nah by uh the weekend, it's from his first few years out. I invite you to read the <laughs> lyrics. I can't say the lyrics. I'm telling you. I mean, I still love him. I I love him. I I'm like. I'm slightly obsessed with him, but but I miss when he used to talk about drugs and you know, drugs and hoes and hoes. I yeah, and eating. Oh, you know, we all <laughs> eating. Yes, those songs about buffets he used yes, to do. Yes, yes. yes. Like, now he talks about like metaphorable, metaphorical things. Like, well, you know, we all gotta grow up a little. We do, but I, I miss that raunchy because this stuff was raunchy without sounding raunchy. I beg to differ. <laughs> right, but his song, his, I, mean, I like raunchy. His early music is like very like sexual, but it wasn't explicit in so far that it didn't really use that many bad words. Oh, got it. Okay, right. Okay, okay, okay. Sort of like it was poetic. Sort of, sort of like Janet Jackson, all for you. Got a nice package, all right. Think I'm gonna have to ride it tonight. But yeah. it's so like hey, it's all the girls in the party. Yeah. The party. Yeah. I remember when that song came out. I'm like, it's all for you. And then I'm like, wait, did anybody stop to read the lyrics? Uh, they did, and they kept going. Yeah, <laughs> they kept going. Who were yeah. we talking to the other day? Um, who was it that we were making the comparison on how like? We were talking about how so many people now have a problem with like Bad Bunny, mm -hmm. you know, because the, the lyrical the lyric, content, yeah, yeah. and so many people are like, "Ay, porque Bad Bunny and reggaeton, you know, it's so dirty and you know, yeah, it's so yeah, yeah. filthy and sexual and whatever." I think we were talking about it at a pop up actually, and I gave the we were, and yeah. I gave the example of like, okay, that may be true, but what our parents love is just as explicit. I mean, have we stopped and listened? To the lyrics of Devorame Otra Vez. Yes, it's not about a buffet. I mean, Devorame Otra Vez is like pretty... I, I mean, mean it's, it, it, it's scandalous for its time, yeah. especially. Right, but that, that's one of those songs that you listen to it. Devorame Otra Vez. Right. You're so into the, the dancing and the feel good about it right. that you don't stop to be like, coño. <laughs> this is this is some heavy Skin shit we're talking heavy. about in this it, it, song. It's Janet Jackson esque. 
and and that happened so much so many times in like music from the 80s that these people love yeah. that they're like oh that's what music was good i'm like yeah music was good back then too but it was still some lyrics were really explicit well i mean you know what shebop is about by cindy lopper i don't know it's about masturbation isn't that what blinded me with science is Probably. And I'm going Japanese. Turning Japanese. Turning Jap- I, That's what they say, turning Japanese. That's a about, lot yeah. of songs about... About, you know. about spanking it, yeah. Yeah. That's sort of... Um, well, it makes sense. It was during the AIDS time. Esta otra Britney song. Because I hand. just discovered... <laughs> that's right. That, that's a good song. That, that actually is, is a good a song. That's a very good song. That's a good song. That's yeah. a good song. But yeah, I mean, these songs that our parents used to listen to in the 80s and all that i mean the sexual content in those songs were like crazy so again don't come and tell me that what bad bunny and a lot of other people specifically in reggaeton is like this has never been done before because they are just as raunchy as i think it's just that they're being a little more explicit about it that's i will never forget this was like this is one of the things that like you remember how my grandmother's attitude was my grandmother was like very as we say that one time this was years ago we were like in high school i had in the dining room table i had left some cds out and i had left talia's cd in ecstasies okay and when she was reading the back, she was reading the oh, name of Merotizas. the song. She's like, Merotizas, you know, <laughs> en éxtasis. She's like, mira la, la podrición que esta gente están cantando. And it's so funny because when you read the when you read the song titles alone, it I'm sounds like, more. It sounds more explicit yeah. than what it really is. I mean, it's freaking Talia. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's only so explicit, even now. Only so explicit. Yeah, like, it's like even now she's only so explicit. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Sing, dance, be happy, say explicit things. You know, in that order, in whatever order you want. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. In whatever order you want. Ay, that's fair. She bop, she bop, they bop, we bop, they bop, and I bop. That's what the bop is. Uh, whatever. That's I what was, it's about. You know, I, I was never really into Cindy Lauper. Really? And that doesn't take away anything from her. No, no, I, no, no, I know. I but, actually like... But I know you, um, like, you genuinely I like, dig her as a songwriter. I like Change of Heart. Cause I'm uh, for, that, is that a remake? Oh, uh, for a change of heart. No, I don't think that's a remake. I like True Colors. I think the, the lyrics of True Colors are really I'm nice. I'm tired of it. But I just felt that it was sung so many times in the late 80s by children's chorus oh including my school and then it was taken up again by american idol yes and then i forgot what ride in epcot was sponsored the pavilion by by kodak, by kodak. Yes. yes that it was like they would play true colors over That's and over right. again while That's you right. were waiting in the queue uh in line i'm british well, you were british for a minute there yeah um excuse me i'm gonna go to the loo did, did you spell true colors with a u in it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I mean, good for her. I mean, look, I'm really happy that she got her eczema yeah, under, under control. control. I mean, um, that's all we can ask for. And you know, she's uh, she's uh, I guess she's an icon, an icon. Yeah, she is. She um, is. so good for her. But I, I girls, they want to have fun. Just annoys me. Really, it does. It's so cute and fun. Uh, I mean, but Mina, that song to me is indic is the, is a perfect song to point to when you want to point to a song that made an artist famous but i don't think is what they should be known for 
Yeah, yeah. Right? And, like, and, and Girls Ain't Wanna Have Fun, when that song came out, we were really small. Oh, my God. We were like four or five. Like, yeah. really. Like, we were little, little yeah, kids. Yeah. And I remember that video was everywhere. Like, the little heads the, of the, 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 the little when balls. Doing the yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was battle. everywhere. So, yeah. I, I think about it nostalgically. Like, it has a place in your heart. But I don't like the song. Right. <laughs> like, but no, but that's what I mean. Like, that's one of those songs that, like, again, Cindy Lauper, knowing her entire catalog of the other things she's written, you yeah. know, Time After Time, True Colors. It's kind of like, eh, that's what made her most famous, but that's not that's not what we should look to as what we remember her for right. at the end right. of the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, tell that to Madonna, who people, she's 65 and people still call her the material girl, you know? I mean, worse things to be called um, a girl at 65. You know, one of, the, one of the few things I will say in terms of, like, kids nowadays uh, with things going viral and mm-hmm. memes and all that stuff right. is that for whatever reason, because of a meme... Tears for Fears is having a moment with everybody. <laughs> want, um, everybody wants to rule the world, and Tristan loves that song. Really, and it's so funny because a couple of weeks ago I was singing it because I I do love that song and it's in my playlist. And he corrected me on the on a lyric. Really, and I'm like really little boy. But was he right? He actually was. <laughs> I'm like really little boy. You are gonna correct me on everything. Thirty wants years to later, the world. I would love to go see Tears for Fears in concert. Well, if they ever go in concert, I will go with yeah. you. But we know Jose will not. He will not, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. okay. He went to go see uh, Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Yes, he didn't come back suicidal. So that is nice. a happy time. I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. I have, I, one, I of, give, I I give have her talent. I have one of her albums. I give her her talent. I have one of her albums. But I, and there are songs of hers that I really like. Um, with that said, I can't imagine a concert. Yeah, unless she has a lot of album cuts that I don't know that are just grooving. They're bops, <laughs> <laughs> as the kids say. They're bops. I don't even think they're a buh. No, much less a bop. Um, no, not a thing. You show me some videos of the concert. You know who needs to come back? So all these white middle no at this point they're not middle aged at this point yeah they're retired these uh advanced age white woman white women can lose their shit for is Michael Bolton oh yeah you remember how big Michael Michael Bolton was in the I early do. 90s? and then he cut his hair and like Samson he lost all his power yeah, like like these white women used to go crazy for Michael Bolton and I mean granted he has a great voice yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. has a great voice but Michael Bolton always looked like somebody who tried out for Beauty and the Beast and just didn't make it so he, like he was the understudy for Michael Crawford yes. and Phantom or something <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who was cast in Beauty and the Beast. Actually, no. I'm thinking of that 90s show with Ron Linda, Perlman. With yes, with uh, and Linda from the Terminator. The Terminator. And, yeah. Oh my God. Linda Hamilton. Yes. I was like, I know people are yelling at their, um, at their radio right now. I don't know why I remember that show. And for some reason, I used to watch that show like Saturday at one o'clock. I feel it was like right before Renegade. <laughs> With Lorenzo Lamas. Okay, we got to stop that's talking about That's a Saturday. This. Lorenzo that, Lamas and Linda Hamilton. Because, like, that's a Saturday. Be, you have to be of a certain age to remember That's all a this Saturday. Stuff. And then you remember during that time, I mean, listeners, you have to be of a certain age yeah, for to sure. remember this. What was the naughty show that you would watch at night? Silk Stalking. Still Silk Stalking. I, I don't remember. It's I don't on remember, Sling TV now and I, I watch it. I don't remember a single episode nor a single person that was on that show. But I know about the show. I remember Rob Estes only because he was then on Melrose Place. And I was like, oh, it's the guy from Silk Stockings. Right. He moved up in the, right, in the ladder. Right, right, so, right. He went from cable you know. to, you know, network. Right. <laughs> Silk Stockings was on cable? It was, it was on USA. Really? Silk Stockings. Okay. Why do I? These are the things that occupy my head instead of, you know, algebra. 
Silk Stockings started on CBS as a late night show. Mm-hmm. It was this like uh, crime time after prime time block where they would change and do different shows. Was that did that air after Studs? I think so. <laughs> well, wait, no, Studs was on thirty three. <laughs> Studs on 33. So it started off as that, and then Silks, that entire block got canceled, and Silk Stockings moved to USA Network. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about it? And I think you got to be over the age of studs? 35 to understand this, this conversation. Are we really so, going to talk about studs? Right. No, no, not studs. <laughs> but like the early 90s, like all this programming that used to be at late night. Like the first run late night syndication. Yes, like the Brian Allen show, you know. Um, oh, Byron Allen is still doing things. No, I know, no. He uh, owns like half of Atlanta. He's yeah. like a billionaire. So good for him. <laughs> he owns the half Tyler Perry doesn't but, own. But like, yeah. But like all this stuff that they used to air, you know, along with the infomercials. Oh, I miss infomercials. I miss infomercials too. I really do. Yeah. It I was do. a whole, there was like a whole sub celebrity culture to infomercials that yeah. nobody will ever understand unless you're I miss, there. I miss Ron Popeil and his inventions. I miss, what was it, Chef Nancy? The blonde one, yeah. A, well, she wasn't a chef. Well, but wasn't that her? That was her. It was sh- Nancy. That was her it name. Was Nancy. Oh, that right. was chef. No, oh. Nancy. Nancy is one of her most famous moments, and it was the blonde lady who did all the infomercials in the nineties. People, if you see a picture of her, you'll know who she is. I loved when Ron Popeil, who was the inventor of the in the nineties, I used to have all this stuff that used to come out. The dehydrator, um, the the dehydrator, the Ron Popeil dehydrator, the Ron Popeil roaster. But my favorite was the spray on hair. Oh, that was him? Yes. Oh, I And did. she oh. was on it. She was on it. And um, they would look at the picture of like the people with the spray on hair. Like if they were looking at a constellation. <laughs> I mean, they were there just marveling at it. And I'm like, it's literally, you literally painted your bald spot. It's like, very obvious. Right? Yeah. So, I subtle. mean, God bless the 90s. Oh, seriously. What a time to be what alive. What a time to be alive. What, the 90s. Goodness. VH1, why haven't you brought back the I Love series? Well, because nobody watches VH1 anymore. Okay, I think people would watch for that. That, if they bring it back, they'd probably put it on Paramount+. Plus. Whatever they put it on. You need to bring it back, VH1. I love you. I love the 2000s. It doesn't have, no. No. I love the OOs. I don't know. (laughs) I love the yachts. I love the 10s. It doesn't have the same ring. You have to have the double syllable. I love the 80s. I love the 90s. Strike back. Yeah. It's got to have two syllables. You know what's so funny? That like, I mean, it, it's it's our age group though. I feel that the ones that were popular were the, I love the 90s and I love the 80s. The, I love the 60s and 70s were not as popular. No, no. 70s, depending on which one you caught. Yeah. Like what year? Like if you yeah. caught 78, 79. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. it was closer to the 80s. Right. But if you caught 70. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, here comes the Partridge family. And it's like, okay. Yeah, but then you get depressed. Right. Here comes the Brady Bunch. It's like, oh, God. They're going to talk to the cast again. And, and, <laughs> I mean, I feel that I see the Brady Bunch cast more now than when they were on the Brady Bunch. Probably. Well, one of them's on Dancing with the Stars now. Oh, well, there we go. Yep. So, okay. Well, I'm sure you want to yeah. bring up a topic. No, I was. I mean, I can always sit and talk. You know, I'm loving the way that these things open. The, I'm not our, even going to pretend. refreshing, crisp gowies. I'm not even going to pretend that these cans don't have a great sound on, on air. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a sound effect, <laughs> At <people>. all. Like, <laughs> it really crack. is. How Again, how crisp, it's crisp. a gowie is. It What's is crisp? A gowie. gowie. It just is. <laughs> What's a turrón? Nougat. And what's nougat? Turong. We're not really sure what that means. But, but follow the cycle. It's there. Turong season is coming. It's, it is coming. That's right. <laughs> it's time for Turong. But see, it's never nougat season. Ya llega la Navidad feliz. That's el lobo. El lobo. Que gran cuturrón. No, I prefer Sanchez Mira. Sanchez Mira. Did they have like a clap? Na, 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 tradición. 
<sighs> they didn't have a clap. Didn't one of them have a clap? I, I don't. It was not Santi Mira. No. Oh. I have to hold my Durong talk to this <laughs> December. That's true. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's because coming. It's coming. Durong is one of the, my greatest disappointments in life, that along with Game of Thrones. So we'll just. Wow. I don't know how many people can say that. About Game of Thrones? Or no. The that, combo. Those are the, that, that combo. I that mean, combo. Yeah. It is. Your two greatest disappointments are Game of Thrones and Durong. Yeah, when you're a kid and you're expecting like a delicious cake, you know, the a only... delicious cake, uh, a carrot cake, a chocolate cake. The only way you know... could have more disappointed is if Cersei had choked on a turong. <laughs> a flan. <laughs> and they come out with turong. The yema. The yema de catalana, no? No, yema tostada. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Okay, go on, go on, go on. Uh, well, speaking of Turong, kind of, because I have to find a transition somewhere. So I was at the gym earlier this week, and I was watching the, the TVs, mm-hmm. and I was watching Hoy Dia, which is on Telemundo. And, you know, many times we've on this show, we've kind of held Spanish language TV to task about how they do or do not do things. Mm-hmm. They had an actual 10-minute segment. I swear to God, I timed it. It was 10 it. minutes. It was 10 minutes. I timed it. Because I was on the treadmill, so it was easy to time. They did a 10-minute segment, and they were approaching it like if it was – like they had just discovered it. Mm-hmm. Que las fotos provocativas en los redes sociales generan más likes. Wow. And I was like – It was a slow news day, wasn't and I, it? Yeah, I was like – I don't even think on a slow news day on like the Today Show. Did they invite Juan Patron to talk about it? You <laughs> – um, okay, go on. That was that was really salty that was, about that me. That was salty and petty, but that's why I love you. Um, no, but what I mean is just like, and I started thinking, and again, I, my, my brain started going, right? And I'm like, I can't imagine even Hoda and Jenna. No, Hoda and Jenna wouldn't be. But I'm saying like, let, like you know, look, look where I'm I'm pushing it, right? To like the what, 75th hour of today? Yeah. Um, they would never just sit there and be like, you know, this hot topic we've got going now. And I'm like, really? Is this what we're talking about on Spanish language television? Like, why? Why are? Why does it seem like Spanish TV is always twenty years behind everything? Yeah. And on top of that, what my favorite part about it was? No, 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 no. I mean, the, you could say it. It's dumbed down. It is, and then, and then, and then. Again, I don't want to do this to our, you know, to our, our our peeps, right? But it's like they also don't then realize the irony of posting pictures of like these, you know, Latina influencers, models, whatever they were, you know, in like their bikinis and very seductive. And then they pan over to the panel and it's like, but you're barely wearing more clothing. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you don't even understand the irony of you guys sitting here talking about like provocative dress. And I feel, and, I feel that like, look, and even, you're doing the same even, thing. All of their shows have, um, a lot of pop culture in it, which is fine. And they have, but, so but, but it's, what I think is different from the Spanish talk shows that are like variety shows, right? right. Um, is that they always have a section where they talk about celebrities and they always talk about la farandula. Yes, but it's like a panel of people talking shit. Okay, they they they're not they saying it, especially they, nowadays where everything the news is in your phone. Hablando right. mucho, pero no dicen nada. Right, 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 right. right because right. even these shows like Extra Access Hollywood, it's usually like. The host, one or two hosts. And then they'll throw it to someone. Right. And it's a promo. Right, right. right. But this is like a panel. They'll have like five people talking about, you know, Chiqui Chiqui Rivera. Oh, my God. They have been talking about Chiqui Rivera for the last like three weeks. And I'm like, but why? Like, I I don't Uh, get it. And they talk about it every day. I realize that I'm not into celebrity, uh, like 
Latin or Spanish celebrity culture, but to it's the not about that. But it's not that about I am that. about like English, right? So in terms of like, it appeals less to me because they're talking about people that I I, I know less of. Fair enough. Or I'm, I'm less familiar with, but just the format. Th- that's what I was the saying. Format, right? That's what I was it's going. It's just so it's it's such a watered down and sort of dumbed down version of English television, and most of it is not original. And I just don't know why. Like, I don't know why they can't make more intelligent programming. And we've talked about this before. And one of the areas where you see it the most is in advertising. Because especially you and I, you know, and people in our generation, since we live in both cultures and we could see both cultures, we could make the distinction. We could see the difference between the two. Just even in advertising. So tell me about it. It's so watered down and dumbed down that it's, it's insulting, really. It really, really It's is. gotten a little better, I have to say. It's gotten a little bit better, but it, it's still, to your point, it, it's the, the formatting of it just seems like, I, I, I don't know why we haven't been able to pull that forward. Because, I mean, okay, let's look at Telemundo for a minute. Telemundo's owned by NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. They, have the same, they have the same resources. They have the same funding. Right. So it just has to ultimately, I think, come down to, and when you look at like a news report like a newscast like the local newscast on Telemundo I mean it is a newscast they are you know they're serious they do their job it's got to just come down to I guess what the viewership wants yeah I mean but but I don't but I never I I, I can never figure out if it's a it's a chicken egg right is it what the viewership is asking for so we're giving it to them or is it what we're giving the viewers yeah, and no, so they've no, kind I mean, of I'm sure just, there's numbers and metrics behind all of this so you know um chicken and egg so something I wanted to bring up um and it's just, I, I guess, you know, the times, change. times change. So, you know, I, I think I spoke here a couple of weeks ago um, or last month that I was lucky enough to go to see Beyonce in the Renaissance tour. Yes. And, um, yes. you know, I lo- absolutely. You with the name dropping. I, like you're on The View. I absolutely. Like, I'm Anna Navarro. <laughs> um, I know Anna Navarro would be like, no, because, you know, I got on a plane with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And then, you know, <laughs> we flew to New Orleans. And, and I maybe you know, sat Blue Ivy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but we love you, Anna Navarro. Like, we really do. But anyway, um, I, you know, I love going to concerts. I've been to a yep. lot of concerts. And I've seen all types of genre of well, almost all types of genre. I've never seen a country act, and they'll probably stay that way. Nope. That's not true. Who did I see that was country? Dolly Parton. That is true. But Dolly Parton. But it's Dolly it Parton. It is country. It's Dolly Parton. You check the box. But you're, you know what? You're right. You you're check right. the I got to give myself more credit. But, you know, Dolly Parton it's is. Dolly Parton. Is America's greatest treasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not going yeah. to go see country artists. You're you going to see Dolly Parton. You're going to go marvel at <laughs> our country's greatest <laughs> contribution to pop greatest culture. Greatest contribution, yeah. I think, to the world. That's true. Like, That's Dolly true. Parton. That's anyway, true. Um, I'm saying it here, recorded. Just like you and I used to say that the world was going to stop when uh, Celia Cruz died, right. and it did. I mean, I hope Dolly Parton lives a long, yes, long, yes, yes, long, long, knock, long, knock, long yeah. life that she gets to the triple digits. But when that day comes, it's. I think Congress should pass a National Day of Mourning. I am totally not kidding. Well, it will be for us, if nothing else. No, no, no. It will be. It will be. Because Dolly Parton is somebody that's loved by everybody. Yeah. Like... It, it, it surpasses you know, everything, yeah. Generation, white people love yeah. her. Black people love her. Latin people love her. You know, left, right, left, uh, right, conservative, straight, gay, straight, like, gay. You yeah, know, yeah, in yeah. between, you know, everybody freaking. Yeah. Lo- I think it's a requirement. To like, That's true. I think it's a requirement to have a driver's license. <laughs> you must love Dolly Parton. 
the only things that are sure in this life is death, taxes, and love of Dolly Parton. I mean, how could I? I would love to meet somebody who doesn't like Dolly Parton, not to shame them, to be like, okay, I need to understand. Right, right. Explain it to Explain me. Explain it to me. Explain it to me. Why you don't like her. Like somebody who actively dislikes right. her. Not, 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 doesn't think about her. That's right. one thing. Okay, ella también, like, I've never heard of anybody saying that, you know, she was like a bitch or difficult to deal with right, or whatever. Right, right, Because yeah. I feel that somebody that's that big, and you would have long. heard, for this long, you would have already heard that, well, you know, Dolly Parton is very, very difficult. difficult. Yeah, you know, yeah, her yeah. people are just very whatever. Yeah. But you've never heard of her. So Dolly Parton, National Treasure. She deserves a monument whenever she leaves. And it's leaves the only country music concert you've been to. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So I've been fortunate enough to go to a lot of concerts. And I've been going to concerts since I was like... 12. <laughs> I mean, I saw you two in 1992 at the Zoo TV tour. Like, I was really young. Um, and I've been going to them for a long time. Yep. And, you know, I was reading an article this week about, you know, specifically about, uh, now that I mentioned you two, I was reading an the article sphere. this week about the sphere in, um, in Las Vegas yep. that just opened. And for you listeners who haven't uh, heard about this or don't know about this, so they opened up literally a sphere in Las Vegas. It's this enormous it's like circle, like a dome, a circle, that has like 250 million LEDs. And um, It's beautiful. It's incredible. And inside, it literally gives you a 360 view, like the screen. And it's incredible, like the visuals that you get inside. And the seating was designed in a way that you don't, no seat has an obstructed view. Like it's one of those things that's, it's an experience. But this article was talking about how she went to go see this show the the person who wrote it you two inaugurated it right? yeah they're doing a, a small residency in there um how she went to go see it and she loves you two um and she didn't like it because she said that it's so overwhelming that the even an act like you two and with music that is so iconic gets lost in that huge show. Oh, really? And I mentioned also the Renaissance Tour. Not only the Renaissance Tour, because it's not the most recent concert that I've been to, but I think about all the other concerts and tours of like the last 10, 15, even 20 years mm-hmm. that the stages just keep getting bigger and bigger and the, the visuals the and the LEDs and the lighting and all that, which I love. I'm not going to say I love. But do you think there's something to be said of like a singer or a band that just goes and has a simple stage setup, and it's like, here I am, I'm gonna sing. This is my band. Let's go. Like Lana Del Rey. Uh, <laughs> that was basically. Do you think that now, when you go, the spectacle is even bigger than the artist? Because, like for example, Beyonce. Beyonce is a good example of somebody. She's like a, a what is it? A triple threat. Triple threat. She could dance. She could sing. Well, and also act. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's not what I meant. Um, you know, she is an amazing performer, one of the greatest performers of all time, definitely one of the best of our generation. Beyonce doesn't need all this bells and, day, whistles. Bells and whistles to put on a hell of a show. But yeah, she does because, you know, the Renaissance tour was like an enormous, like multimedia, like, <laughs> you know, uh, it production, has its own app. production. But, you know, she is somebody, she has pure talent. She doesn't need all that. But of course, she does have all that because. That is the standard now when mm-hmm. you're a major recording artist and you go on tour. So my whole like question is, 
do you think that it's it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and like the music and like the the essence of the artist gets lost because I feel that now you go more you you go at least at minimum just as much to see the visuals and the stage mm -hmm. than to see the actual artist perform. I think it there's several there's several factors here, there's several things. So number one, I think it oh it depends on the artist. Um for instance, I went to see Duran Duran a couple months back. It was a very simple setup. It was, you know, the band, there was the, you know, the, the screen behind them with the visuals, but it was a very simple setup. When I go see a band like Duran Duran or when I went to see Aerosmith years ago at the amphitheater, I don't need the bells and whistles, right? Because there's a certain expectation that it's like I'm there to see the band. And so... It's not just about the singer. It's about, you know, oh, look, there's, you know, Joe Perry and there's, you know, and, and there's everybody doing their thing, right? So you you don't want it to get lost. And I think that I think that there's an expectation of, of depending on who the artist is. Now, when you're talking about also artists like a Beyonce, a Taylor Swift, a Madonna, um, a Britney, you also have to remember the concert tickets now because they're so expensive. Mm -hmm. You almost have to put on that gargantuan spectacle mm -hmm. to justify the cost, right? Because think about it this way. Would people pay it? Yes, probably. But if you paid about, what, $500,000 or whatever your mortgage is for, to go see Taylor Swift and you get there and that woman comes out with just a guitar and she's like, hi, I'm just going to stand here and sing <laughs> for two hours. Like, <laughs> no. Like, that's just not going to cut it, you know? So there has to be spectacle and the costume changes and the dancers and the fireworks and the pyrotechnics but i do see the point of like it it can swallow up a lesser artist well i mean look i don't even and not, not in the case of youtube but i'm just saying in, in general i can see how the argument could be made that you know if, if you're not if you are not an artist who can stand there and command the stage right you will get swallowed up well by i mean look it. i first of all i think that Singers that have a stage this big, it's because they've already right, right, right. You know, proven them. they they already have a certain well, but, fan base, or they've been around long enough. But nowadays, there are also some artists who come out, and I think out the gate, you know, you have three hit singles on Spotify or whatever, and now you're on a world tour in a stadium, right? But 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 these stage setups are in the millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, I mean, look, when I saw the weekend last year. It was like an experience. Like mm -hmm. there was a moon. Like there's a moon in the, in the stadium. The tides changed. There's a moon, and like there was explosions and right. fire and stuff like that. Which don't get me wrong, I was loving every second of it. And my mind was blown. But I, because I, I mean, I really like music, and when I go spend that amount of money on somebody, it's because I really like them. Right. I mean, I love these huge spectacle shows, and I think they're amazing. But I think I am also just as happy if it was like something scaled back. But again, I think it depends. Like, okay, if you were to go see Madonna, which we're going to go see next year, mm -hmm. and she actually a perfect example of that is I think the Madame X tour. Mm -hmm. To me, the Madame X tour was a scaled back show because it was a smaller, a smaller venue. So obviously, she had to do something smaller. It didn't feel like a Madonna show to me, and I don't know if that's because she said well, the bar. Well, I, mean, I think that she but, was trying to do something different, though, and but, it was theaters. But so. it, but it, it felt it, it felt small. I mean, it was small, but you know what I'm saying. Like it didn't feel like I was getting the full Chaconi. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I really like what Adele's doing in Las Vegas. Mm. I mean, it's it's her and her band, and that's perfect. I mean, and and Adele can pull that off, right? But again, when I go to see an Adele or a Barbara Streisand, 
I don't expect a huge spectacle because that's not the music that they're giving me. You know, no, no, no. I understand what you're saying that there's some artists. Like if I was that, to go see Sade and she had fireworks and yeah. you know baton no, 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 no. I, I understand. I understand that some some artists are more singers and interpreters, and others are like the whole show. Right, but the show just keeps getting bigger. I, I mean, I'm not complaining. I like the big right. show, but I understand where they're coming from. But I like the big show. But I mean, yeah. it's a lot. I mean, listen, I went to the Pop Mart Pop Mart tour for you two. They came out of a rotating disco lemon, I as mean, one does. That was that sort of blew my mind. <laughs> but Omira, in a couple of weeks, you reach out to Eddie. He's gonna go to the U2 show at the Sphere, and you ask him if he thought it was too much. Are you, a little, Eddie, are you a little sad now that, I that he's going? I feel that this is something you and I should have done together, Eddie. But, you know, whatever, dude. Whatever. That's great. You, your face just got like, like hmm. Because you two is like my favorite band. I know. I've, I've actually, this is going to be the first tour since 19, well, this is a residency. I was going to say. It's this is tour, going right? to be. Since 1992, I've only missed one tour of theirs. Really? Yeah. And that's because they didn't come here. Okay. Well, that's fair. And I wasn't in a position to fly. <coughs> Excuse me. It's funny you bring that up because I was just thinking the other day how, I don't know about you, but growing up, I don't think flying to see shows was a common thing. And nowadays, well. <laughs> even though, no, I, I mean, maybe it's because we're adults now, but I just don't recall hearing people say that. You know, like, you know, oh, I'm going to go fly to New York to see Fulano de Tal yeah. on tour. Whereas now, you know what like, I always think of? We're like, oh, when, yeah, let's go. When gonna, I moved you know? to Michigan in 2003, I had like the week that I moved, or like a few days after, I had like second row seats to go see Mariah Carey in the Charm Bracelet tour. And I was like, I actually thought about it. I'm like, do I not go to law school this semester? Because <laughs> like, I don't want to miss the second row. And then ultimately, I saw her in Cincinnati in the same tour. I, I got tickets. I took those tickets, right? No, I gave them to my cousin. Okay. No, because I, saw, I know I went to the Charm Bracelet tour. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But I, I just don't remember where I was. Yeah, I was like in the second or third. It was like second or third row. Oh, okay. And I was like, Okay, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, we need we need to get tickets for another law school or Mariah, law school or Mariah. I mean, I looking back, <laughs> Mariah. I mean, looking back, <laughs> I could have gone to see Mariah in Antarctica, and it still would have been cheaper than law school. Than law school. You this know? is true. I could hey, I could have I could have booked Mariah for a party, and you know, twice. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I don't know about that. Oh yeah, speaking of booking people. Where's that going? I don't know about you, okay. But I am super excited about Super Bowl halftime next year. That's right. You know that in my alter in my alter ego, I'm Usher. You know that, right? Well, I know that now because I had because we had this conversation where I was like, but you had like two alter egos because I you know I know you want to be a crooner. I want to be like a crooner Michael like Michael Bublé, right? But really, I, I want to be Usher. Okay, right? but then when I told you, but that, as Usher, that I what I would do is that as Usher, I would have a standards album. Okay, and then right? everybody's happy. Like Robbie Williams had a standards, right, you right, know, jazz right. phase. Yeah, so I get both things. Oh no, but and that's I, fair. And you remember, I was like, I want to be Usher. Like uh, this is. Really who wouldn't? I think Usher's like the coolest guy ever. You Who know? wouldn't want to be Usher? And we share the same birthday. Do you? We do. Oh, well then, happy early it's birthday, aligned. Usher. <laughs> happy <laughs> early birthday. I'm super excited about Usher and the Super Bowl. I'm not going to lie. And honestly, I'm good with it just being Usher. Where's it going to be this year? It's going to be in Las Vegas. In Vegas? Okay. Yes. I, I'm good with just Usher. I mean, 
know, he wants to bring, you know, he will He'll one bring. or two people in, but it not be like Usher and Featuring this person and this person, well, and that uh, person. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, he, you know, I think he can pull it off by himself. <laughs> I don't know if you were here the other day that I. <laughs> I was having like an internal like conflict with myself that I was like, I don't know what song I like more. Oh my oh, god, that was with me in the yeah. car. I was like, I don't know. Like these are the things I actually think about. It's like, do I like more? Oh my god, by Usher, or DJ's Got Us Falling in Love. I gotta go with DJ. I mean, that's there's no wrong answer here. It, this is true. This is true. This is true. But I gotta go with DJ's Got Us Falling in Love. I mean, you know what my go-to karaoke song is. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux. XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. We haven't done karaoke in a while. Wait. It's seven o'clock. Oh. On the dot. I was going to go with Angels. drop top, cruising the streets. Oh my God, that song. <laughs> that song is so good. Such it's good so song. good. So good. <laughs> He'll probably do a tour afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure he is. And I'm going. <laughs> yeah. That's, I'll go. And you know what? I'll be like, Take this, Gen Zers. Usher kicks ass. Usher is of our time. Very squarely. Yes. Yes. There's no... He's d- our yeah. age. Yeah, he's yeah, of yeah, our yeah. time. Yeah. And he kicks ass and he's headlining yeah. the Super Bowl. And he you shares your birthday. So you know what? Go get that, Olivia Rodrigo fans. <laughs> I find her song so dull. melancolia. <laughs> I think it's because I'm not like... A melancholic teenager. You know what? When she came out with that record, uh, the driver's license. The driver's license. So which I actually think that song is good. I, just, I actually I, think I, that I song can't is take good. Teen melodrama. It's, it's, like it's that. not to take I away can't. from her talent or anything like that. And you know what? She's a songwriter, which I give her a lot of credit for. But I remember when that song came out, they were comparing her to Alanis Morissette, and I'm like, no. no. <laughs> I was like, no. She's not angry enough. This is not Jagged Little Pill. <laughs> no. Like no. seriously. No. She's she's. Angry in a different way. If yeah. she's angry, I can't tell. <laughs> no, and that's not to say that driver's license or whatever was a bad song. No, but again, I, I, I that song came out. Yeah, I was too old to deal with. And again, she's of that age. She right. shouldn't be writing about right. other things. You know. No, again, I think the song is good, but it's just but, not. It's not my jam. But, but you know, 
uh, you ought to know good. I don't know I don't, about that. I don't, I don't know. Because that's uh, are people still going to be singing "Driver's License" at karaoke in fifteen years? I, I mean, don't even, know. Even Beyonce redid "You Ought to Know." That's right. In her "I Am" tour, I was there. That's right. That was a good show. But that's because you know everybody likes an angry Canadian. What's the best show I've seen. Maybe that's why. Because we're not used to seeing angry Canadians. About. You know, that's why Atlanta's being all, all angry. It was like, the best show that I've seen. Didn't we have this, this chat already? I believe so. Up there is Michael Bublé. I think we had this conversation. Yes. And now I'm trying to, Listeners, now I'm trying to remember. This conversation? We did. We talk a lot of, about a lot. We did. And I'm trying to think back because I'm like, wait, you said this. And now we I'm did, trying to like hold you to it. Yes. And you did too. You, I know Dolly Parton was on your yeah, list. Yeah. Dolly yeah. and Tina. And Tina. Flying Tina. Flying Tina. Actually, I remember when we went to go see Tina Turner. Yeah. That Lionel Richie opened up for her. Yes, and we were and like the crowd mm. went wild. And again, I grew up listening to Lionel Richie, but I didn't realize. I, but just I was, how many I songs. wasn't like, I no, I knew that I knew a lot of Lionel Richie songs, but I'm like, you know, adult contemporary Lionel Richie. <laughs> and when we went to go see Tina Turner, and and Lionel did like a full set. Oh, it yeah, wasn't yeah, like yeah, he yeah, did two yeah. or three songs yeah. and left. I remember telling him, like, look at all these middle-aged white people going nuts. Like, for Lionel Richie. I mean, good for them. You know, good all night them. long. But, I mean, they wanted to dance on the ceiling. They, like, they may have. <laughs> they may have. They may have borrowed t- the Flying Teen of a contraption and just danced <laughs> on the ceiling. We don't know what happened after we I left. remember, yeah, I remember that show. There's a moment she gets on, like, this lever or whatever. And she starts flying. I'm like, look, my God, Tina Turner is <laughs> flying. flying. Tina. What a loss, really. I know. What a loss. And she was still youngish. She was in her early 80s. 80s, Yeah. yeah. You know, Um, but what a loss because she really, nobody like her. Nobody like her. Talent, grace, style, all of it. I feel that Proud Mary, like nobody needs to do that song. No. I mean, everybody will do it, but not officially. But you know what? Do it at tributes, do it at award shows. I feel that, like, even as a tribute, no, don't do it. Because Proud Mary was so uniquely hers. Nobody could do it like she did. Nobody. And whoever does it is going to be imitating her. Not yes, because at this her. point you do the moves. You do the... Right, yeah, we yeah. imitating her, not right. honoring her. Yeah. Because I think there's a way that you could honor someone and pay tribute to someone with a performance that's influenced by someone. But the iconography but, is so but, much. Yeah. But yeah, but Proud Mary... Is yeah. so like you can't perform Proud Mary in any other way other than the way that she did it. Yeah, the little dancing I mean, you and just everything. Yeah, and they're yeah. nice, easy. Like yeah. you have to transition to the yeah. You gotta do rough, it nice and rough. Know? Yeah, right. You, there's no other way you could do it. And if you do it that way, yeah, you'll be imitating. Her. You are. You're just kind of imitating her. For some reason, I find funny how the Brits say when they somebody's lip syncing, they don't say lip sync. They say uh, they're mimicking. Oh, the mimicking. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. I see no mimica. Yeah. So. Uh, so I actually came across an article, which I thought would be perfect to talk about on our show. Un articulo. Well, mostly because it's it kind of ties into something I think we've talked about many a time. Um, so have you ever heard? Baby, uh, let me love you down. I think we're gonna say the ninetieth degree. There's so so many have you ways ever heard of love? Sorry, I'm still thinking of us. I see that. Yeah, so we're gonna maybe tonight. DJ's got us falling DJ's in love. Got, and then of course, yeah, yeah, it's like the ultimate, oh, yeah, the ultimate, yeah, you know, bop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. So okay. So have you ever heard? Have you heard of Sarah Lockwood? Why do I want to say I, I have? 
Is she like some author? Not quite. She's a 26-year-old content creator and life coach. And she has come up with something that she talked about on TikTok recently, and it's called the What About Me Effect. Oh. Have you heard about any of this? No. Okay. So, What About by Janet Jackson is a great song, though. It's about domestic abuse. Right. This is not about that. Okay. This is not about that. No, no. Um, so what she's saying is that it basically combines individualistic culture with being chronically online. And the what about me effect is when someone sees something that doesn't really pertain to them or they can't relate to and they find a way to make it about them or try to seek out certain accommodations for their very nuanced personalized situation instead of recognizing that maybe they're just not the target audience for that thing. So the the example she gives is there was this. Uh, I think I do that, but go ahead. There's this video out there that's like it's a, it's a video about bean soup. Sopa de frijol. The girl literally made bean soup talking about how it has very high iron because she's on her period. And so, you know, this is what I do and blah, blah, blah. And the girl then started getting comments on the video like, you know, well, what should I do if I don't like beans? Well, how do I make this without beans? Can I substitute the beans? Yo, yeah. And I thought of you because when I saw this, I was like, okay, finally we have a name for it, Mm -hmm. right? The what about me effect because it ties back to to our listeners what I do what I send you all the time it ties back to all of these food videos and it's not just about food but but specifically in your case these food videos where somebody's like oh I'm gonna make this delicious grilled cheese right and they'll just make a grilled cheese and they'll put some butter on it and somebody will reply and be like you know but what if I'm lactose intolerant oh but you know what that's the wrong cheese you know what you're using butter and do you know how many people out there can't afford butter oh I see that you're using the vegan butter you must it's like, but it's I, not about I remember, you. I remember when I first so talked I just to love you about that this. this. Had the name. I remember when like I first I talked to you about this months ago. Yeah, you know, on here we talked you, about because it. I watch. It's it's probably I would say about fifty percent of everything I watch on social media is food related, like recipes, people cooking, and stuff. Oh, like you got to stay on trend. And um, I had told you about how there's so much hate in recipe sections and videos, and you know you don't really look at them. I don't think about right? it. Right? Yeah. You, you don't look at them, so you wouldn't know. Uh, but you know that a really big part of TikTok and Reels, Instagram Reels, and all that is uh, recipe videos. Yeah, well, like, that's a sense. very good that absolutely big percentage sense, yeah. of it. And there's so much hate in the comment section, just so much hate. And I'm like, these are recipes. These are people like how, cooking. Yeah, how much fault can you find? There's this girl who cooks. Who uh, she has recipe videos. She's Latina. She, um, I wouldn't say that she does predominantly Latin food. She just does all types of food. But when she is cutting her stuff and cooking and all that, you could tell she's sitting down. Okay. Right? You don't see her sitting down because, like, the table or the counter is said high. You know, right, 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 right. But you could tell she's sitting down. Okay. You have to see people's comments. Like, why are you sitting down? Like, why? Why can't you stand up? Oh, sitting down, you can't cut in the right angle. You know, you know. why are you so lazy? That's why you're overweight. And I'm like, oh, my God. Maybe she just wants to sit the fuck down. Like, why do you care that she is sitting down? Like, why do you care? Wow. And I always send you, I mean, and that exists in all. And for everything, yes. For course, everything. But I send you food stuff because, like, what is more, you know, benign 
Than a recipe. Than a freaking recipe. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's the worst. So that's why I always send them to you and I tell you, read the comments. They're asinine. It's, they're they're it, they're, it, it, they're it's, terrible. It's, if you have, it, it's not even if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. It's just like, again, it's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. Like another example that, that she gave here is this lady on, I think it was on, on X or whatever. I'm going to read you this person's exact post. My husband and I wake up every morning and bring our coffee out to our garden and sit and talk for hours. Every morning, it never gets old, and we never run out of things to talk to. Love him so much. Now, you or I might read that and just be like, you know, whatever. You know, you're kind of, you're being over sentimental mm. or whatever. But we'd go on with our lives, right? No. Nope. Remember, keep scrolling. Don't don't be a troll. Don't, just scroll. Don't, uh, don't be trolling. Just keep scrolling. Yeah. yeah. No. Who has time to sit and talk for hours every day? <laughs> Must be nice. This is cute and all, but did you think of all the people who wake up to work grueling hours, wake up on the streets alone, or with chronic back pain before posting this? You should be mindful next time before bragging about your picture-perfect <coughs> life. You might upset someone. It's like, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what this whole this whole thing is. It's the, the, the what about me effect. Right, right? not only Which is, is it the what about me effect, but as we have... We have found out through our uh, our Instagram here better than we yeah. tell you. Many times we post things and people will go and criticize it who don't even follow us. Wait, so, so it's you, like they they're they, seeking us out. Yes, there it's an assumption of the risk, right? You know, as a legal <laughs> comment, it's an assumption of the risk. You came to my page to bitch to for content to bitch. Yeah, you don't even follow us, right? So yeah. so clearly, you're somebody who wakes up every morning and is like, let me look up my favorite hashtag to go be a bitch. Yeah, you know it's it's I I, but I just love the fact that it has a name now. You know, so it's called the "What About Me" effect. Oh yeah, you know I feel like Dorothy when she found out chronic fatigue syndrome. For sure, what about name. me? Like yeah. that that is that is the new pandemic. That is no, it's beyond pandemic. That is that's the an new epidemic. And it's yeah, <laughs> it, 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 people can't just keep scrolling. They feel they need to, you know, first of all, tell you how they would do it better. Right. Then tell you that you're wrong. And then tell you that you're a horrible human being for doing what it is. For doing whatever it is you want to do in your life. Right. You know? And it doesn't matter benign. Yeah. I mean, look, I remember that um, there is this girl who's an influencer who um, here in Miami, um, she's a tour guide. I I won't even say her name because she got a lot of crap for this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll just leave it like that. And she has a page here, Miami. She's local. That it's about like Miami history and stuff like okay. that. It's a very positive, pretty page. Like very it's educational. It's educational. We we follow her, um, and you know she posts very positive things. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, she posted a picture of her where she was dressed as Pocahontas. The Disney Pocahontas. Okay, so the character, not the character. The I mean, yeah. that's a fine line, but the character. Okay, yeah, it was like the the it was a Disney Pocahontas oh, a costume, huh? And she posted that, and this girl even explained. Uh, I think she's Colombian, but she even explained that she is part indigenous. Okay, right. Okay, so her. And roots. She was even able to like pinpoint like the name of the tribe and all that. So, so it she, wasn't like an ancestry.com. She knew her heritage. Okay, okay right. Okay, that's not why she posted this. But I know that it came up when she was defending herself. She took down her Instagram. And I actually reached out to her. I didn't know what was going on. Right. I took I reached out to her. This is from our page, from our yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Me Tell You page. And I'm like, hey, 
why do you take down your Insta- your Instagram? Yeah. She's like, oh, because I started getting death threats because I wore a, um, a thing of Pocahontas. And obviously, there is a conversation to be had. How did that escalate? There, there is a conversation to be had about the, you know, specifically about Native Americans. Right. And about appropriation. The appropriation right, and right. all that. There's a conversation to be had about that. No doubt. No doubt. Right. But is that really the forum where you want to have it Jeez. with a girl who... To her credit, is part indigenous, right? So let's start there, heritage. right? Right. You know, she was just wearing a Pocahontas con, uh, costume. You know, costume, right? Is that really the way you want to go with that? Like, really? She started getting death threats over a, a Disney costume, right? And I even told her, "I bet you most people that were giving you death threats were not Native American." Of She's course like, not. Of course not. Of course not. Right? Um, and she even told me, actually, the Native American people that reached out to me were very like. Oh, you know, this is this is what our tribe is, right. and this is, this why, is why I feel this way. You know, I feel this way, and this is why, like, the costume maybe doesn't properly, you know, show. Fair enough, and actually, that's a good thing. Right, that's a good thing, right? But yeah, it's like it, it's about me, and I am going to be offended for everybody. <sighs> it's the worst. Yeah. Absolute worst. Well, I mean, look to to a certain extent. That's something that we went through today. Today, actually, we um, on Fake Friday, we um, the, uh, on Only in Date. Which again, yeah. you know, last week we talked about Only in yep. Date, and we said how much we love the page. You know, we do. We love the content on Only in Date, but the comment section eh, can get dicey. You know, there was something that I actually commented about this week on Only in Date about. Um, uh, construction and developers here in Miami, and I made a very thoughtful answer. And only in date was very, you know, yeah, they pinned it, pinned it, kind enough to pin it, and so it got a lot of traction. And I would say about ninety five percent of everybody commenting were positive comments. Even the people that necessarily didn't agree with my or, take were thoughtful, were very respectful. Right. You know, there was no no craziness, but of course, you had <laughs> we the, can't have nice you things. had the rompe grupo, <laughs> right? You know, right, right, right. The, somebody who called me anti-capitalist and some other person was like Democrat, and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, why would you? Because it's make not about that political. When this is, first of all, it's not political. It's not it's, my. It's about somebody's home. Had nothing to do with politics. It was about somebody choosing not to sell their family home because right. they were offered millions of dollars by a developer, and he chose not to. Nobody has said the p word here. Politics, right. like. Why are you making this political? There was another person who said that, you know, uh, I must be a liberal and I should move to California, you know? And it's like, really? Like, what, because like, what, what makes you liberal by wanting somebody who worked hard for what they've got coming from another, from a, from a Cuba? What does that have to do with public? Right. But, but like, again, there's even, no... even if you think the guy should have, was an idiot and should have sold. Right, but that's one thing. Right, that's that's one thing. And there were people, a lot of people, who were like, "Listen, you know, they were like, you know, he missed this opportunity. He should have sold." Right, fair enough. Yeah, that's your opinion. But the people that automatically just want to make it into something that it's not. Right, right, right. And you know, I'm the wrong person to to get on that. I mean, FYI, listeners, if you want to get me in the comment section, you're not going to because <laughs> that's when I become super either not engaged. Or if I do respond and engage, it's like in a super duper rational and thoughtful yeah. way that I'm not bordering I, on passive aggressive. I, I don't fall. <laughs> no, no, I actually make sure I'm not passive aggressive. That's like the guy who was like in the, oh, in the comment yeah. section was like, 
oh, you know, that's how capitalism works. You clearly, you know, that's how capitalism works, which you must hate. And I go, well, actually, um, yes, I agree. It's how cap capitalism works. And capitalism is great. And one of the greatest things about capitalism is a free market. And among that is your discretion and your autonomy to do with your assets as you want. And he chose not to sell his house. Isn't capitalism great? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like he didn't think he was going to get that answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's the thing is most people, you know, and not everyone, but I guess most people, you know, who 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 troll or, right. or, or, or feel that they have to be heard. I have an opinion, capital O. You know, they're not trying. And again, look, the comment section of anything is the wrong place to have a nuanced conversation. Right. <laughs> but they're not, they don't want to have a conversation, right? No. They want the zinger. They want the burn. Yeah. yeah. And so when you and respond, everybody's an expert and everybody does research, right? As as they see fit, like ugh, all these people must have gone. They, they don't know I'm a. What one of my favorite 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 um, is this the Mariah one? No, was a uh, a person who actually used to follow us when we first started our Instagram um, for Pedro. Let me tell you, and she was a huge Trumper, which okay. that's her thing. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And one day she posted something about presidential pardons, mm -hmm. right? And she, what oh, she was I, trying I, I to say this. was that um, Trump had only, at that point he was still president. Mm -hmm. He yeah. had only pardoned like, I don't know, a handful of people. And how Obama. He, he was had, only in his like second year or something. Yeah, like he was, that. It yeah, was, yeah, he yeah. was still in his presidency. Um, how um, Obama had pardoned, I don't know how many hundreds of people and Bush and Clinton and all that. All that. And like she had, she got some meme because of course people make their, their opinions on memes, on political memes that had, I don't know, from like Reagan all the way through Obama, like all the presidential pardons they did, right. you know, and she was sort of criti criticizing the presidential pardons. She's like, look at Trump. He's only had a handful, you know, because he keeps it real. And I responded and it wasn't even, you like, were just using it wasn't, math. It wasn't even like a. <laughs> I don't like Donald Trump. Yeah, you right, know, you right, Trumper. Right. It was just simply I was explaining to her, hey, listen, the reason why he only has a handful of uh, presidential pardons is because historically presidential pardons are given at the very, very, very end of the presidency, right. like the last week of the presidency. Right. Historically, and, and the longer you've been president. Historically, so, right. that is how it is. So when the president is leaving office, right. like literally leaving office, they already know who the next president is going to be. The inauguration is like a week away. The president starts giving presidential pardons. So to say that him or anybody who would have been president right. at that time, whether Two it was years a Democrat in, right. or a Republican, whomever, to say and compare their presidential pardons to that of other presidents who have already ended their terms is not necessarily fair because he hasn't needed to give pardons yet right. or usually the term's not over when they give. And I remember, you know, and obviously I articulated that in a very, you know, Mm -hmm. you know thoughtful and rational way and she was like yeah but he still has given less and i'm like right but again i'm explaining to you that historically numbers wise presidential pardons are given at the very end of a presidency yeah but she kept on like yeah but she he has given less and you know the other presidents are corrupt and i'm like again that's because he's still in office. Right, right. You can't have he's this conversation until the term is over. Now, once his presidential term is over and he's given pardons, then you could say, hey, he only gave X amount of right. pardons compared to these guys. Right. That could be a potential valid argument. But at this time, it's not a ripe argument, right? Right. No entendía. 
And then, yeah. And then the problem is that was one of the few times that I've engaged with somebody, <laughs> you know, on on that yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know that I don't engage. Right. I'm like, I'm like, boo, you be you. The whole world is watching. <laughs> like, you go, you go on with your bad self and your Google, you know, legal education and your political and again, theory. That's just math. Yeah. That's not politics. That's math. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then Oye. God bless. Uh, did you hear who got finally <laughs> who Justice got caught up, caught up with this week? Uh, Tupac. Dwayne Davis was arrested for the murder of Tupac. I they, believe he was already arraigned. They arraigned. caught Tupac's murderer and NSYNC is, is, is doing all the rounds of publicity. I think we yeah. time traveled. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to me because this is not someone that they didn't even know existed. Yeah, no, he He's kind of been he, going he around been, bragging about it. Been, he had been in the crosshairs for a very long time. They he had actually been brought in, I think, some years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he spoke about it and all yeah, that. He always said he was there. That he was there. He was in the white Cadillac. Right. You know how the, the whole Tupac thing happened, right? They had just seen the Mike Tyson fight. Oh, yes, yes, and they had, yes. They Vegas, were in Las yeah. Vegas Boulevard, and he was in a BMW, I believe. I, I know this case way too well. He was in a BMW with, you know who was driving? Suge. Suge. I love that I just used the first name. Like, him, like him and I hang out. Suge <laughs> Knight from... <laughs> like, Suge Knight has any use for a white boy from Miami. Like from me. death. From, <laughs> um, from, yeah, and... Um, a mur- a death row. I'll probably say murdering. Uh, death row, death row. Um, and um, a white Cadillac pulls up, and like these women started flirting with right, him. Right, yeah. And then, you know. Pop, pop, pop. You know. And there went Tupac. I wonder the what. The greatest rapper of our generation. I wonder and what. And my favorite it, rapper of all time. Go ahead. I, I was saying, I wonder what it is about, you know, that, that they, they, they kind of just kept the case open. Because it would have been very easy to just kind of well, leave because it as, they probably as had some leads and but, you know hey, how many years are we talking twenty something? I mean, but this happens. They probably had some leads that went nowhere that then got more leads. I mean, I don't know. I don't know too much in terms of the trajectory of the investigation mm-hmm. of the Tupac uh, murder. Um, but yeah, that was that was a crazy time. And then you know, I think his murder was in October, and then September, and then Biggie in March of ninety seven. Like that was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. Oh, Biggie. I mean, without Biggie, we wouldn't have had Puffy. This is true. This is true. We have Biggie to thank. Yes, but I still will not, you know, even if, though I love Puffy, I'm still not going to, you know, be like, well, but we got Puffy. So, you know, Biggie died. Oh, well. That's true. It's not like me with Selena and JLo. <laughs> <laughs> So, listeners, some years ago, we were like all of our friends were together, and we were talking about like if you could go back in time, like who would you save? And everybody was like giving really superficial answers, and I think that you were the one who was like, because I I don't know who asked you that were like, oh, would you go back and save Selena? And you were like, oh, I'm too invested in this. Yeah, I'm too invested in Jennifer Lopez to save Selena. At this, yeah, point. like at that point, I'd known J Lo longer. But what was like so interesting about this conversation that we were having among friends was that everybody was thinking about celebrities. And then when you know, I let everybody finish their whole celebrity thing. Like, oh, this is what I would save. I would save that person. I'm like, yeah, no, I would go back in time and like you know, save people from the Holocaust. You know, like that's well, where my I, mind okay. was at. But right? I, okay. you know? but I didn't and know. You were if, thinking about Selena well, and Jennifer you said, Lopez. Who would you? Say? I don't. I didn't think of like groups of people that I could save, you know, or like stop someone. I'm like, yeah, I would, 
I would stop Hitler. Like, well, I wasn't thinking in terms of you know. I was thinking about like humanity, and you were thinking events. about beady beady bum bum. Yeah, you know, you know like, it's about that sounds about right from for me. Yeah, you wouldn't save Selena. I, you know, I don't want to say that out loud, but I, I just again, I, I, I have known Jado longer at this point. I would save Selena. I would save Selena. First of all. That the Selena, I think part of the reasons why Selena is still so relevant is because it's it was such a tragedy. Well, there's like, that, right? Such a tragedy, right. and you know, and Selena was one of those people that like and we're old enough to remember Selena, yeah, yeah. remember her in her prime and there, all that. Yeah. We were there, yeah. you know. She was somebody that you know she was a Dolly Parton. Everybody loved Selena. That's true. She was so loved. Like who didn't like Selena? You know, even if you Yolanda. weren't into her music. Well. <laughs> 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 it only has one answer. I love, I love that that thing I posted earlier this week on, on our page. Sure. Happy Hispanic heritage <laughs> to everyone, to everyone except Yolanda. <laughs> Her and Christina Crawford, a crazy bitch. Oh, I don't like Lord. to use that word a lot, that term, but she really is. A crazy I mean, bitch. there's no better description, quite frankly. <laughs> like if you've got one, I'll wait and hear it. Yeah, she's up for parole either next year in 2025. That's a parole hearing I want to see. We should go. No. It was like record- we could like broadcast live from outside what the courthouse. That? She was only twenty three. What? For a minute there, I, I what? Because we were talking about the parole hearing, I was like, Yolanda was twenty three, Karenti tres Bueno, Yolanda was really young. <laughs> Yolanda was like in her early thirties, but she looked really old. She was, yes. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It makes sense time wise. Yeah, you're it's right. But it is the hair. It's hair, that hair. Nobody look good with that perm. No. No. no, no. Especially not sweaty in a pickup. No. No. It's so bad in the movie how she's like, <laughs> I killed my best friend. <laughs> that movie's so good. It's so good. Selena. It is, but see, if Selena lives, we don't get that movie. Okay, but you know what? I'd rather have the trade-off. <laughs> I'd rather have the trade-off. Selena lives. I mean, I love Jennifer Lopez. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Jennifer Lopez, but I'm not a J Lo hater. You know, right, right, I right, give right. J Lo her her props. She's a hustler, yeah. you know, um, literally. But I, yeah, like I mean, I would save Selena. J Lo would have found J Lo's very ambitious. She would have found a way. That is true. J Lo, J Lo, yeah. I feel like J Lo would somehow would have ended. J Lo's like evolution. It finds a way. So, J Lo would somehow would have ended up in the cast of Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Later years. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like 97 through 2000. Yeah. As the Latina who moved in next door. That's true. Who she had a thing with Brian Austin Green. From the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. She had a thing with uh, Brian? No. Uh, David. 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 Yeah. 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 That actually happened in the alternate universe where you're Usher. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All happened. It's a full circle. All happened in that But Jennifer Lopez would have made it. She would have made it somehow. That's true. I mean, maybe we would have had the same trajectory. I mean, maybe we wouldn't have gotten Glow. Right. Or Jenny from the block. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, maybe there's no Ben Affleck in that that reality. Yeah. Maybe a lot of people would have still not known her. That's true. Mm. That's true. So, but I would have saved Selena. Okay. Okay. Fine. Save Selena. I mean, listen. Can you just imagine all the songs Selena would have come up with at this point? By now, she probably would have been a legacy act. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I mean, and then she would have had like a different look. Oh, she would have totally lightened her hair. She would have had a different look. Yeah. She would. Uh, she would have probably done a duet with Shakira. You think so? Yeah, for sure. See, I could see her doing a duet with Michael Bublé. 
No, no. I mean, I'm not saying she would have gone that route, but I'm saying with like other Latinas. Oh, okay. She okay, would have okay, definitely okay. done a duet with Shakira. With Shakira. Yeah. Probably like for Shakira's like third album. <laughs> You know, when Shakira was a big enough name. I don't know why. I just thought maybe she would have had a song with Anababara. No, no, too too close. You think that they wouldn't have done like a like a Paquita de Barrio tribute? No, maybe something like that. But no, yeah, and I could have totally seen Selena because Selena could really sing. Yeah, and dance. Yeah, I could have totally seen her like I don't know doing a I don't know live from Carnegie Hall. I don't know. Oh, she would have had a residency somewhere. Yeah. Is it the beat or the beat of your heart? Love that song. Yeah. What's your favorite Selena song? Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever stopped to think about that. I have to. The one, okay, it's not my favorite song, but the one that has a place in my heart mm-hmm. for completely non-Selena reasons is Technocumbia. Oh, yeah. This is serious music we're dealing with here. Only serious <laughs> Because music. for some reason we were... All watching Univision that weekend. Talk about a shared experience. <laughs> At what three o'clock in the afternoon or yeah, something? That the next day in school, everybody was like, "Did you watch Selena's video?" <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did too. And it's like, how did everybody watch Selena's video on Univision? On Univision, you know, yeah. we were all the right place at the right time. Yeah, yep, yep. That's your favorite song? No, it's not my favorite song, but that's the one that holds like a place in my heart just because of the the shared weird experience of it all. So I really like the song with the Barrio Boys. Oh, that's a good song. Um, donde quiera que estés. Recuerda. Yeah. And I love Si Una Vez. That is a good song. Yeah, that that's a good song. song. It's, a, it's, a, it's a masterfully done kiss off song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Si Una Vez dije que te amaba hoy más recuento. Yeah. So, and hey, the. Sh- I hate disco, but I listen to her disco medley. The disco medley is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. On just, the radio. I just hate that they break it up. What do you mean? On the on, on the, the soundtrack. Oh, there's two of them. On the soundtrack? Yeah, they break it up on the soundtrack. They do. Yeah, it, have, does, it does an outro, and then you get like one or two songs, and then it does an intro back in. Do you like Toro Relajo? <laughs> I like saying Toro Relajo. Toro Toro, 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 relajo. Okay, mi gente, as caribeños know we need to stay refreshed cuando hay tremendo calor. <laughs> bueno, Cowie Lemon Lime Soda's got you. Since 1948, this crisp and refreshing soda has been helping us beat the heat. Cowie Lemon Lime is like uh, the taste of sunshine sparkling off the clear blue waters of Cuba. Okay, bueno, or Miami. <laughs> y con zero aftertaste, the tart, sweet, bubbly Cowie Lemon Lime is perfect for quenching your thirst. Así que, what are you waiting for? Find the authentically Cuban taste of Cowie Lemon Lime Soda in stores now. Okay, okay. All this relajo is making All us right. thirsty. Estamos it's, muy, time estamos for, muy it's time for some Cowie. It is. It is time for our last Cowie Lemon Lime. So, All right. So you want to go first? I know who I'm going to give my Cowie to. Right. So I'm actually wearing my Marlins hat. I love um, that hat, by the way. Isn't it cool? It is really, it's really, really nice. Really, really cool. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. So I'm actually giving my last soda to Kim Ang, who is the general oh, manager yes. of the Marlins. She is the first, well, female, Asian-American, you know, yeah. um, general manager to ever uh, 
reach the playoffs because the Marlins did reach the playoffs yep. now in the postseason. Unfortunately, they they they're out. They're right. out. But they got there. But they but they got there, and that's that's the furthest we've been in a very very yeah. long time. Um, many 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 years. <laughs> I think twenty two thousand three. Um. Wow. But you know it's it's a great accomplishment, and and a lot of times when you hear um, these people, you know, whatever it is, you know, this is the first woman, this is the first this, this is the first that, you know, when when she got this GM position for the for the Marlins, it was like the first woman who had done that, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously we know that sports, professional sports, is still a completely male dominated, yeah, um, you know, club as you said. But you know, I never really stopped to think about. It. I'm like, she's the first general manager. Like, it just feels like there should have like been. Like, she's the first general manager, yeah. but she was. Um, and you know, that they did very well this season, and they've really been doing a good job of building up the team. So, yeah. hopefully, this was a a symbol and a sign of things to come. So, yes. my last cowie goes to the Marlins, to the Miami. That's Marlins. right. I I cannot stop looking at that hat. Like I love it. I love the I, just everything about it. I mean, I would lend it to you, but it won't fit you. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, my last uh, kawi goes to again keeping the theme of Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm going to give it to Javier Romero. Javier, oye, Javier Romero. You want to talk about consistent things in someone's life? Well, there we go. Javier Romero has been around for like millennia, and he's he, only in his fifties. He just celebrated. 36 years on on the air and radio. Yeah. Um, he's on, at least here in, in South Florida, he's on Amor 107, Desayuno, uh, Desayuno Musical in the Morning. And like you said, you know, he's been on. Do you remember TV. how he started? Uh, well, no, he was on Sal Gigante. I don't know if that's yeah, him. But that I, wasn't I, I, no, his no, first no that's not his first gig, but uh, I don't know his first gig, but I know he's he was a weatherman. He was a weatherman. That is how he started. But he was like the weatherman. Oh, see, that I didn't know. Yeah, he, he's the one who taught me the word chuacos. <laughs> <laughs> Javier Romero. <laughs> Tenemos hoy unos chubascos. He was a weatherman, but for I years. I didn't know that. For years, he was a weatherman. Well, weather there man. you go. So, I mean, 36 years, on, yeah, 36 years on the air and radio, but, I mean, he's been around forever. And, you know, it's just, he's somebody who's just been, like you said, a consistent presence in our lives, yeah. right? It's just like, he's always there. You know, it, he's like the rain. Um, he's one of these people because I think he he can be older than his early 60s, Right. Right, because he's I, either in his late fifties or early sixties. Yeah, but I he feel still that has a kind of kind of he's been too. around forever. Yeah, because I remember being a child and Javier Romero, one of thirty six years. Yeah. Javier Romero was on TV. He's probably one of these people who started like fresh out of school. Yeah, that's and, like Mika Dejano. Yeah, Mika Dejano is in her fifties. You still look at her; she looks young yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Then how old was Minka Dejano? She was she probably start, like 23. She was yeah. in like 21. Yeah. Because I remember when she was in Channel 23 giving the news in the 80s. And I was like, when I mean a little kid, I was like six. Okay. So yeah, it was a while ago. And, yeah. and how is she in her 50s? Yeah. <laughs> like, like when did that happen? Yeah. Like how did that happen? She was probably like 1920. She was right out of journalism school, yeah, yeah. you know, and working in 23. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's a good one, Javier Romero. Yeah. And he's just one of these people that I don't know about you, but I've seen him out and about. Mm-hmm. And he always takes the time. Like people come up to him and, oh, he's always just seems to be very kind and, and yeah. very appreciative of, of yeah. his public. And again, that's how you have a 36 plus year, you know, career in, right. in the public eye. You don't get that way right. by being an asshole. And his radio show is, it's, it's still, still number one. Yeah. It's still number one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 I, you know, I remember I used to listen to his radio show every day going to school in, in, in high school. Really? 
every day. Because, I, because my, mom, my mom used to take me to school. And she would listen to Desayuno Musica. Yeah. And we would listen to it. I used yeah. to like listening to his uh, his morning show, mostly because he would play like the, the Spanish pop that we would right. listen to. Right. You know, he was playing, you know, the ballads and the Ricky yeah. Martin. Like everything on the box, basically, yeah. was played on, on Javier Romero's yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened now that, you know, that reminds me. To the Fonomeneco. Lo Fonomeneco. Oh, what? I, that's a good question. That, that, you hadn't thought about that in a while. No. The Fonomeneco here for, for uh, you listeners. They were before Los Pichi Boys, right? You no, know, they were like 90s. That's what I'm saying. But it they, was, they were, there was like this duo of comedians. That they were they were huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were hilarious. But you know what the thing is? that They were big before, like viral before YouTube, social right, media. Right. So that didn't transition. No. Apparently. I guess not. But I mean, I'm going to look it up now when we finish yeah. recording. Because yeah. I haven't thought about that forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really like, I love Alexi Juarez. I think Alexi Juarez is like really talented. <laughs> That's true. Esta noche tonight. <laughs> you know what? You know what's one of the greatest things that Alexi Juarez gave us, right? What? America. America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, it's like very talented family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, very much. Anyway, bueno, everybody, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, uh, grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cawi. And thank you for joining us, everybody. Yes. Bueno, cuídense. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.